Be delighted this holiday season at Ice and Lights, the winter village at Cameron Run. Just minutes from Old Town Alexandria. Stroll through the park and enjoy winter photo ops, light displays, hot chocolate, and a warm treat. The winter village offers playtime for the entire family. Extend the magic of the holidays by visiting early, starting November 17th. Get your tickets now at CameronIceandLights.com. That's CameronIceandLights.com. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. Viator is a website and app where you can book travel experiences like hiking Mount Kilimanjaro in Tanzania or enjoying the views while cruising on a catamaran in the Caribbean. They offer everything from simple tours to extreme adventures. With over 300,000 bookable experiences in 190 countries, there's something for everyone. Plus, Viator's travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. When you book a travel experience with Viator, there's always flexibility and support with free cancellation, payment options, and 24-7 service. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10. That's V-I-A-T-O-R-10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app? Over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. You're about to experience the life-giving teaching of Bishop Kevin Foreman, Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Center. To find out more about Dr. Foreman and Harvest Christian Center, visit our website at www.harvestcc.me. And no matter what, remember, love God, love people, and love life. May we honor the word of God, lift your Bibles high, let's make our confession of faith together. This is my Bible. It is the living word of God. It gives me abundant life. I am not just a hearer of the word, I'm a doer of the word. This word teaches me that I am more than a conqueror. My spirit Hallelujah. Remain standing. If you will, go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17. This is now the second letter of the Apostle Paul uh, to his spiritual children, uh, those at the church of Corinth. They were very gifted, but it, despite their giftedness, they weren't making a lot of progress because they were very carnal. They, were, they had grown bodies, but baby minds. They... The, their body was 40, but their mind was still in their teenage years because they, 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 they acted like children uh, when they could have acted like grown folk. Look at your neighbor say, you too grown act like that. You too grown. And even for my young people that are in the auditorium, now they don't misinterpret that. See, my mama bishop said, I'm grown. No, you're grown when you buy your own. Okay, watch this. You want to be grown? Buy your own car. Buy, look, 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 they already saw it. Look. <laughs> Amen. Hallelujah. You want to be grown and you pay your own mortgage, buy your own car, go pick up your own friends and take them to the mall. Amen. Hallelujah. Get your own credit. (laughs) Mama, I'm 13 years old. I understand that. Okay. All right. Let's move on. I don't even know why I got there. I don't even know. That ain't got nothing to do with what I'm talking about. Somebody just had some conversation in the church parking lot that then seeped on over into the auditorium. All right, 2 Corinthians 5.17, it says, this is scripture we've been looking at every single week this series. It says, therefore, if anyone is in Christ, anybody in Christ, he is a what? 
Now, now look at me, look at me, Harvest, because here's the problem sometimes we have, is, is that we think that we're supposed to remodel the old guy. Jesus said, I don't want you to remodel him. I want you to murder him so I can create a new guy. Y'all miss what I just said there. Uh, we are not trying to rehabilitate the old us. The old us is gone, and there's just the new us. That, that's what a scripture says. He is a new what? Creation. It did not say he is a new renovation. It says he is a new creation, which means stop judging your own self by what you used to be and what you used to do. Stop saying, you know, I got this problem. I got this issue. I got this. I'm an ex this. I'm an ex that. No, you're not. The moment you said I do to Jesus, he says, I, can I talk like the street? I killed the old you and it ain't nobody living but the new you. Now, you do understand you have to have a permit to go dig up dead stuff. So why do you keep reminding God of who you used to be and you ain't got no permit to do that? How about somebody say, I'm new, I'm new, I'm new. All right, okay. Old things are what? Dead. Passed away. You understand what that means? That's cute for dead. Gone. Out of here. Ghost. All things are dead. <laughs> uh, now, notice, uh, he, he didn't say all old things are dead because he didn't need to because the verses already indicated that we're speaking in totality. He is a new creation if who? Anyone. Say, I'm a anyone. All right, so then he's saying all the old things about you have passed away. Your insecurity, dead. Your depression, dead. Your low self-esteem, dead. Thinking things are never going to work for you, dead. Thinking the only way you could get people to like you was to buy everything for them, dead. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. Thinking you had to lie because you wanted people to like you, dead. Thinking you had to stay with some jacked up somebody in some jacked up relationship because that was the best you could do. Show dead. God, I want to say something. It's the last Sunday of the month, so I'm feeling a little froggy. Y'all ain't saying nothing. I ain't got to be nice first Sunday. It's dead. And behold. In other words, he's saying, I, I need to say behold. Behold is a real nice word that they use in King James English because they wanted you to get, behold. Y'all ever seen Romeo and Juliet or play? Behold. <laughs> they did that because, in other words, what they were saying is, you're not really paying attention. So he said, I got to interrupt what I'm saying to tell you to look, behold, watch, see, run, look, listen, pay the attention. How many things? All of them have become what? New. Father, I decrease that you might increase. You hear me and you always hear me. And I pray now, Father, that as we conclude this series, that people would walk out of here not just inspired, but they would walk out in form to be able to walk out the newness that they are. They are not who they used to be. They are not what they used to do. No, all things have become new. And so today, Father, I pray that just like the butterfly, how it sheds the cocoon, I pray that when people walk out of here, there'd be a lot of cocoons left in seats. 
I said, I pray that there'd be a lot of cocoon, stuff that's been holding you back, stuff that's been holding you down, stuff that's been making you think that nothing's going to work for you, that they leave that stuff in here and that they would change into the new that you have ordained for them to be. All things have passed away and all things have become new. And today, Father, we're going to behold it. Somebody shout, behold. I said, shout, behold. Today we shall behold the newness, not that our neighbor is, but that we are. And I declare that they'll never look at themselves the same way again. And we thank you that it is so. In Jesus' name. Would you high five your neighbor on your left and your right as you take your seats and just tell him, say, I'm having a metamorphosis. I'm having a... You can be seated. Uh, in this series, we've been discovering what it really means to become new because old just didn't what? Cutting it anymore. Now, after we come to Jesus and experience salvation, we've been talking about how we begin the process of change, which is called sanctification. Say that word. Uh, which literally means the process of change or the process of being set apart or the process of becoming new. And we've been talking about in this series how it's not always instant. Now, that's very interesting because it's antithetical to how many of us live our lives. Many of us live our lives in an instant world. You got instant eggs. You got instant bacon. You got instant cream of wheat. You got instant oatmeal. You used to have to actually know how to cook. But now if you know how to push 30 seconds on the microwave, you can actually... y'all. Some of y'all remember where, some, depending on where you grew up, some of y'all remember where you had to get up early to actually cook for your family. Now y'all can all work up at the same time and everybody, oh no, let me pop that in the microwave. Give me about, give me two minutes. Breakfast's going to be on the table. So one of the things that's interesting and very difficult for many people to understand is this concept of becoming new because it's not an instant change. And we like instant things. We like stuff to happen now. Uh, not now, but we liked it to happen yesterday. We, we wish it was already done. There's stuff that you're sitting up about your life and you're saying, God, why is it taking so long? It's been four weeks, but you're saying, God, why is it taking so long? Yeah, you, you just quit doing this and that. And you're saying, Lord, now where is the reward that I get for not doing this and that? And so it's it's very interesting because it is very difficult for us to grasp this concept that the process of becoming new isn't always instant. Does somebody say it's not always instant? And we saw this uh, being demonstrated with the children of Israel. We've been talking about how they turned what could have been, what the book of Deuteronomy suggests, could have been an 11-day journey into a 40-year journey. And I still just can't get my mind around that concept. Uh, and I really didn't get my mind around that concept until I became a senior pastor. And when I became a senior pastor, I said, oh, I see how they made the 40-year choice every day. Okay, let me translate because some of you are like, where is he going with this? I'm talking about y'all. I said, I see exactly how it is that the children of Israel did this because I see that people do this every day. And sometimes when you come to church, it is, it is not that God is revelating to you so much as it is sometimes he has to remind you because your ears have become hardened and your eyes have become uh, uh, dull to the fact that God says, listen, I'm trying to do something new in your life and I have to keep repeating the same thing over and over and over over again because if I try to give you revelation you won't do anything with it so sometimes God says I gotta send you to remind you of what you know because if I try to reveal something new to you you won't do nothing with that because you ain't done nothing with the words you got last year y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me you sitting up here saying Lord speak Lord speak Lord speak and God is saying what do you want me to say something new for sucker I said something new to you last year and you still sitting on your blessed assurance and ain't done nothing with it I told you to leave that sucker last year and you 
So now as we move and walk in these things, <laughs> oh, some of y'all didn't like that. Touch your neighbor, say, fix your face, fix your face, fix it and fix it. All right now, fix your face and fix it. Right now, and, and, and then I looked at my own life and I said, wow, there are these areas where there are seemingly it is easy to make the 11-day journey. But can we be honest, there are areas in our life where if you're just honest, it's like every time this comes around, I pick the 40-year route. Can we be honest? There are certain things where you can pick the 11-day journey all day long. You can pick the, the quick route. But there are some things in life where it just seems like we pick the 40-day or the 40-year thing. And, and here's what happens. A 40-year choice is when you make what should be easy and quick, difficult, and take longer than it has to, primarily because of the refusal to accept the good news about yourself. Now, while the process of change is not always instant, it doesn't have to take forever. <sighs> Parents, you ever, you, you ever gave your child something to do and, 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 and like, you know, 10 hours later, you're like, okay, why are you, you still doing that? Come on, you can be honest. You're like, okay, what, what's the problem? What, what, what the problem is, I, I said, what, what, what's, what's taking so long? Well, now, watch this. What I've discovered is that when you look at the children of Israel, and if we're honest about ourselves, that there are places in life where life has sometimes beat you down so much to where it's very difficult for you to believe anything good about that area of your life. Can we be honest? Doesn't anybody say, please be honest. This is harvest. You can be honest here. You can go fake some other church here. You can be real. You okay? Now, now there, are there, there are certain areas where life, you can be, you can be Superman or Batman because that's a much more realistic hero. You can be Batman. It, no, that's true. Batman is much more realistic. Batman could actually happen. Superman ain't happening. No time, no, no. But Batman, that could be real. There could be a billionaire. No, I'm serious. I've taught you all this before. It's in the Bible. Y'all should read your Bible. Batman could happen. Superman ain't happening. Spider-Man, come on, really? Are you joking? You get bit by a spider, you're going to get a bump. That's what you're going to get. You ain't going to have no superpower. Ain't nothing coming out your wrist. And if it is, you need to go see somebody about that. <laughs> now watch this. There are certain areas you can feel like this. But then there are certain areas of life where you can be like, ah. There are certain areas you can feel like a gladiator. And certain areas you can feel like a punk. There are certain areas you can feel like you're more than a conqueror. Then there are certain areas that you feel like this has done nothing but conquer me. Can we be honest about it? So they wouldn't believe the good news about themselves. And because they wouldn't believe the good news about themselves, uh, we, we, we began navigating this process. And it got us to the book of Judges. Say Judges. Now, this was their sanctification process or their process of becoming new. And just to recap, for those who maybe not been here for the series, Moses dies. He was the leader of the children of Israel. Joshua, his son, takes over. Joshua dies. Some leaders that outlive him rise up after him. They die. And then there's a leadership crisis because the end of the book of Judges records that there was no king in the land, so the people did what was right in their own eyes. They, they had nobody to tell them what to do, so they had to come up with what to do on their own. The problem is you cannot solve problems at the same level of intellect that created them. So God trying to ask you to fix your own issue is a, a tantamount to your doctor saying, take the scalpel and work on yourself at home. Could it, be, could it be factual that if you knew what to fix, you would have fixed it? Now, there is another side to that story. Perhaps it is you do know what to fix, you just don't want to fix it. Now, that, that could be true too. But the reality is, is this. The reality is, is this. The scripture says there was no king in those eyes, so everybody did what was right in their own eyes. There was a leadership crisis, and because there was nobody to tell them what to do, they had to come up with what to do on their own. So we looked at this cycle. Say cycle. cycle. 
Stay with me. This is a review. I'm going to get to the new stuff in just a minute. Uh, this cycle of the children of Israel. The Bible says they would do evil in the eyes of the Lord. So then the Lord would rise up or raise up, excuse me, an enemy who would oppress them. Then the people would cry out to God. Then God would raise up a leader who was called a judge to deliver them. The judge would defeat the enemy that God raised up, and then things would be good. Then all of a sudden, they'd forget. Once they forgot, they, the process restarted. You, get, you still with me? Now, what God was trying to accomplish in them was a metamorphosis. Say metamorphosis. Uh, 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 the process of change to become new that God was desiring to see was a complete metamorphosis. Metamorphosis uh, uh, has Greek origins. Listen to this. It is a biological process by which an animal physically develops involving a conspicuous or a noticeable and relatively abrupt change in the animal's body structure through cell growth and differentiation. Metamorphosis is usually accompanied by a change of habitat and behavior. I'm going to say it again. Note takers, you got to get the CD. You ain't going to be able to get all that down. If you can, then we need to hire you to do something if you wrote all that that fast. <laughs> I'll just be the church note taker. You can be the church record keeper and stand over here at the small pulpit and give announcements. <laughs> Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Right, this. Listen to this. Metamorphosis is a biological process by which an animal, watch this, physically develops. Say, I'm being developed. Involving a conspicuous, that means noticeable, and relatively, watch this, abrupt change. Can I tell you something? God specializes in suddenlies. God specializes in how on one day you had one plan, and by the next day, he didn't messed up your whole plan, and you got to have a whole nother agenda. God specializes in doing abrupt things. On that third day, it looked like he was dead, but early Sunday morning, didn't he get up? Because he specializes in the suddenly. How have somebody say he specializes in the suddenly? While Moses had his hand stretched over the Red Sea, did nothing happen. And all of a sudden, the wind blew in and it parted the sea. And they walked across on dry land. One moment it looked hopeless. The next moment, God did something quick. He did something suddenly. He did something. And I got an announcement for somebody today. God says, I'm trying to do something quick and suddenly and abruptly. It took your mama 30 years. I'm not trying to put you on the 30-year plan. Baby, I want to do this for you in the next 30 seconds. God, God says, I want to. Somebody shout, he specialized. It says it's an abrupt change. And with the animal's body structure through cell growth and differentiation. Watch this. It involves a change of habitat and behavior. So I want to illustrate this process of metamorphosis through the lifestyle and the life stages of a butterfly. And then I want to give you a few things to change about habitat and behavior. Because notice the metamorphosis involved a change in habitat and behavior. What? Habitat and what? Behavior. Huh? Uh, what again? Habitat and behavior. So now watch this. The lifestyle of a butterfly is very interesting because the first stage, there are four stages that the butterfly goes through to become new. You think that perhaps the great monarch butterflies that you see, these are the ones that have those orange and black wings. These are the ones that you see. You, you think that they perhaps started out looking something like what they ended up. The problem is they don't. Matter of fact, there's people that hope that you would still look like what you started as. But God's been making you new. And the reason some folk can't roll with you no more is because they remember you when you were in your egg stage. But they didn't realize, baby, I'm... 
So don't you dare judge me for where I am because I'm just in the process of becoming new. And so you better not step on nobody. On so watch this, watch this. It starts out as an egg. Say an egg. egg. Watch this. Eggs the size of sesame seeds are laid on plants by the adult female butterfly. And these plants then become the food for the hatching caterpillar. Check it out. The female butterfly lays eggs at the underside of a plant leaf the size of a sesame seed. You've had a sesame seed button, haven't you? Y'all do eat those here in Denver. Sesame seeds, sesame seeds, yes, yes, yes. Sesame chicken, sesame chicken, yes, those. Okay, now, got it? That's how they start. And when they hatch out of that uh, egg that's laid, it then eats, watch this, not only the plant that it was laid on, but it chews a hole to get out of the egg. And then it eats the sack that it was hatched in. Okay, see, that's why some of y'all have felt like it seems like you go through these cycles and these cycles of where you're having to bust out and having to stretch out and you're having to say, God, why is it seeming like I'm constantly having to do this? It's because you're constantly becoming new. Watch this now. Uh, that seed, once it hatches, that caterpillar has to now bust out of that shell that's been holding it back because that shell will limit its ability to be everything that God has ordained for it to be. Please understand, if you put a piranha in a tank that's meant for a goldfish, it will be a piranha inside but it'll look like a goldfish outside so sometimes you got to put the piranha in a palm that's conducive to its growth y'all not hearing what i'm saying guppies can be around a bunch of other guppies but i'm here to make an announcement to you you're not a goldfish and you're not a guppy baby you're a shark which means you were meant to dominate the waters you just a neighbor say you're supposed to dominate you're supposed God, when he does things, he doesn't do anything average. He doesn't do anything half put together. When he puts something together, he puts it together with the intentions of dominating. And you may not start out a shark, but. No, no, watch this. Bishop. Okay. All right. Okay. It, come with me. It eats the sack it was hatched in. It eats what was attempting to contain it. Okay, I got to move on. So I, I, I got to move on. I got to move on. Second, second stage. So the first stage is an egg. It starts out like a what? A sesame seed. On a sesame seed bun. What's the song? Two special, two all beef patties. I got a problem though. Why do I got to tell us it's all beef? That's the presumption I was operating with when you said hamburger. So if you got to tell me it's all beef, I'm concerned about what you were putting in there before you made the song. I'm the only one? Come on, y'all got... Why did they have to tell us it's all chicken? Well, what was in it before? And they have a big old commercial rollout. Introducing new all chicken chicken nuggets. Well, Oh, I thought that was what they were the whole time. Okay, I'm the only one that, okay, I'm the only one. Second stage, say second stage. It's the larva. Now, now watch this, the larva. What happens after that caterpillar breaks out of that shell? Listen, the job of the caterpillar is to eat and 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 eat. You missed it. 
as the caterpillar grows, watch this, it sheds its skin about four or five times. Within a life stage, there are life stages. While it's receiving nourishment to grow, it has to shed the skin because the new that it is in this stage is now greater than the new it was when it started this stage. See, some of you, you're just in a stage where God says, you ain't ready to be thrust out. You just need to learn and grow. You need to learn and grow. So I got to feed you. And the song used to say, until I won't no more. I got to feed you with the bread from heaven because you want to be great, but you don't understand. I got to feed you so you can sustain life in greatness. So it eats and eats and eats and eats and eats. It grows, it grows, it grows, it grows. And it sheds its skin about four or five times while in this one stage of life. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm going to make it make sense in a minute. No, no, no. Watch this. Every shedding is the beginning of a new stage of life. That's what some of you like. You know what I thought life would be? It's not. You know why? Because you were judging life from the uh, lenses of an egg. And because you judge life through the lenses of an egg, you had no uh, ability to know. See, why God knows, the scripture says, and we have this treasure in earthen vessels. In other words, God says, I put things on the inside of you that you're unaware of. And they are only, watch this, brought out through trials, tribulations, and pressure. There's stuff in you you'll never know about you until you go through hell. And I think I got a few witnesses. You thought you'd break until you went through hell and you found out, baby, I wasn't built to break. You you thought you'd lose your mind until you went through some... So now watch this. It, It has, in this one stage of life, it sheds its skin four or five times, which begins the new stage of life. Listen to this. Food eaten at this time is stored and used later as an adult. Caterpillars grow 100 times their size during this stage. Started out as a sesame seed. Now it's 100 times that size. And in that stage of life, it's shed its skin four to five times. Bishop, I don't understand. What's the skin? I'm going to get ahead of myself. The people that you thought that you... God says, there's some folk that you call your sister and your brother them and your family and your re- but I needed you to shed them. Because what they really were is they were boundaries and they were inhibitors. And I needed you to shed those jokers because because they were reminding you of what you were not rather than telling you who you were. They were reminding you of where you come from rather than telling you where you were going. And so God said, I needed you to shed who you Stop calling them suckers back. Delete that number out your fuck. I wonder what they're doing. Still a sesame seed? That's what they're doing. Ain't about nothing. Ain't going nowhere. Don't want to go nowhere. Now, y'all sit down because I'm just, I haven't even gotten to the notes. Third stage is a pupa. Say third stage. It's a pupa. Watch this. When the caterpillar is full grown it's, and it stops eating, it becomes the pupa. The pupa of a butterfly is also called chrysalis. Now, depending on the species, the pupa may be suspended under a branch, hidden in leaves, or watch this, even buried underground. Okay, I thought this was a church. Because now, if this was a church, I don't know, say in Dallas, uh, they'd be shouting right now. I, I'm just saying, no random city came to mind. 
Now, that line preaches itself. So I'm going to say it again and give y'all an opportunity to respond like you heard it. Depending on the species, the people may be suspended under a branch, hidden in leaves, or buried underground. See, in the world of preaching, in the world of homiletics, we call that something, we call that a piece of meat that makes its own gravy. I don't even have to say nothing after that, and it should have already shouted you. Because some of you feel like I'm hidden, and you feel like it's like I'm underground. You feel like you're dead. You feel like Jesus buried in that tomb. And you're saying, when am I going to have my resurrection? Baby, don't trip. You're just in your stage of chrysalis. You're just in your stage of being a pupa. It looks like you're hidden, but God's doing something great on the inside. Okay, now watch, watch this. Listen, this stage can last from a few weeks to a month. Watch this. Some species have a pupil stage that lasts for two years. Could you imagine having had the activity as a caterpillar to move around, but now being placed in a place of confinement where for two years you're underground? And for two years, it's dark because you do understand in the dust, in the dirt, it's dark. And you do understand in the dirt, it's moist. You, oh, Bishop, what's that? That's the tears you're sowing and that's the tears you're shedding while you're in the dirt. And while you're in the dirt, don't nobody want to talk to you. While you're in the dirt, you're like, Lord, where did all these people I thought were going, Lord, what happened? Whereas while you're in the dirt, nobody sees that while it looks dead on the outside. There's really something great going on on the inside. And so it looks dead to you, but that's only because you can't see what's going on inside of me. I've had somebody say something's great happening inside of you. I'm great. Watch this. Now, th this, is, this is according to my research. This is what they said at a particular university. Listen how they wrote this. I like what they said. Th this, these are their words. It says, it may look like nothing is going on. But big changes are happening inside. Special cells that were present in the larva are now growing rapidly. What it was eating while it was a larva, it now has to make a withdrawal of. See, that's why sometimes you can be sitting up and say, you know, that word is good. I'm a, uh, that word is good. That word is good. And you may be wondering when it's going to be a word you have to use. Uh, that's why you got to learn how to just deposit that stuff and store it. Because one day a situation is going to present itself where you're going to need to draw on the reservoir that's been poured into you. That's why I challenge you. Don't miss church, baby, because your reservoir is getting full. And if you... And if you keep missing, your reservoir is going to be empty. And you're going to wonder why you're so tired and why you're so worn out. It's because you're trying to live life with an empty reservoir. And can't nobody drink from... What's this? What's this? I'm just trying to get through this. Okay. I'm just reading what they said. I ain't got to my notes. I'm reading what they said. So don't take this out of my preaching time. Listen, y'all. They will become, listen, the special cells that were present in the larva are now growing rapidly while it's underground, while it's in the dirt, while it's hidden. It says special cells are now growing rapidly. You'd be shocked how spiritual you become when you feel like you have no options. You'd be shocked how tough and how hard you pray and how sincere you pray when you're like, God, if you don't do this, yeah. 
Am I not preaching to anybody that's ever been there? You ever been in a place of life where you're like, God, if you don't do this, I don't know. And so the only thing I know how to do is to pray and to pray and to worship and to worship because if you don't do this, hell makes you spiritual. Betrayal makes you spiritual. Haters make you spiritual. Losing your money makes you spiritual. Losing material possessions makes you spiritual. Losing friends makes you spiritual. What's this? It says, they're becoming the legs, the wings, the eyes, and other parts of the adult butterfly. Many of the original larva cells will provide energy for these growing adult cells. Check this out. Started out as a sesame seed. It's now a hundred times the size it began as, but now it's underground <laughs> and it's hidden. And as it's hidden, it's something great's happening on the inside of it because it's developing body parts it didn't need when it was that. It didn't need wings when it was that. It didn't need the legs that would be built with an insect uh, 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 component to them. It didn't need those while it was that. But once it breaks out of its shell, it's got to start flying. So it had to develop some body parts that it didn't need while it was that. But now it needs when it's this. Y'all not hearing what I'm saying? When it was a sesame seed, it didn't have to worry about flying. But now that it's getting ready to fly, it has to make sure it has adequate preparations to be able to... What God has been doing for somebody, I just feel like preaching for about 45 seconds here. What God's been doing for some of you is you've been wondering, why am I doing this and why am I doing this and why am I doing this? God said, because I'm getting you some body parts that you're not going to need right here. But baby, in just a few days, you're going to need them The adult stage, the fourth stage. The adult stage is what most people think of when they think of butterflies. They look very different from the larva. <laughs> look at what they say. Flying comes in handy. The adult female can easily fly from place to place to find the right plant for its eggs. This is important because caterpillars can't travel far. Once again, I've given you a piece of meat that makes its own gravy. Yet we have failed to make the gravy. <laughs> I didn't need wings when I was just hanging out on one leaf. You didn't need wings while you were living paycheck to paycheck. You didn't need wings while you were drinking this and smoking that and doing this. Yo, yo, can we be real today? You didn't need wings while you were doubting whether or not God was even real. But baby, you've graduated from that and it's about time. I feel like R. Kelly. I believe I... five somebody and say I believe you can fly I believe you can yes sir I believe you can you didn't go through all that hell to be whack you didn't go through all that hell to be little you didn't go through all that hell to be small baby you about to I wish somebody was shot I'm getting ready to fly now my preaching notes like butterflies we are in metamorphosis we are becoming new now here it is 
I want to repeat the definition to you, then I'm going to move through this quickly. Metamorphosis is the biological process by which an animal physically develops involving a conspicuous and relatively abrupt or sudden change in the animal's body structure through cell growth and differentiation. Metamorphosis usually is accompanied by a change of habitat and a change of behavior. It changed its habits. It changed its behavior. Because the habits of a sesame seed are very different than the habits of a butterfly. And the butterfly was born to fly, but it didn't look that way when it started. So let me go on and help some of y'all, because I know some of y'all think, but Bishop, I don't have what it takes. Bishop, I don't have it. Oh, but I need to tell you. While Jesus was hanging on that cross, you know what he said? It is Finner. In other words, he said, I'm giving you everything you need to succeed. So the process of you becoming new is a combination of my grace, but your actions. It's a combination of my mercy, but your works. It's a combination of what I've done and what you are getting ready to do. Because many people, if you grew up in church, you were taught the Lord's just going to do it. He's done. He said, I'm done, finished. It is finished. I'm done. I'm done. Does your neighbor say, God's done? God says, I've given you everything you need to succeed. And then some. Scripture records it like this. He's giving us all things pertaining to life and godliness. He said, everything you need is in you. You just didn't know it when you were sesame seed. But that sesame seed is the same thing as that butterfly. It's just new and improved. You're missing it. Everything that the butterfly would become was in the sesame seed. You keep thinking, if I had this, if I had this, if I had this, if I had this, what about that? Well, guess what? You don't. So sitting up complaining about what is not, is not going to make it magically appear. Everything the butterfly would become, it was when it was a sesame seed. You get, if I had more money, I have, no, let me tell you something. You know what? Money would only magnify what's in your sesame seed. So a tore up sesame seed with money ain't going to be nothing but a tore up sesame seed with money. You're still here. Well, Lord, if I just had some more, well, you don't. So rather than complaining about the hand you were dealt, how about you figure out how to just play it well? See, I think I got a few people in here that you realize the sooner you stop complaining about the hand you were dealt and learning how to just play that hand. Let me tell you something. Eight years ago, I wasn't dealt a good hand. But rather than complaining about it, I just said, Lord, if I got, if I got a two and a three and a couple of toe-up cards, I'll play them jokers. I'll get a wall flush in the house and whatever they say. I'll clear, I'll clear the deck. You're not always going to be dealt a good hand. You're just not. Well, Lord, it wasn't fair. <laughs> Get over it. <laughs> you want to sit up and share stories? Come on. Let's go. Bring me one of them chairs. I'll sit down. We can just share stories. We can have one big old complaining fest. Well, Bishop, they lied on me. Oh, let me tell you what they did to me. Oh, that's all they did to you? Shoot, you got off easy. Bishop, they did this. Well, that's it? 
Shoot. God dog. Touch your name and say, you have what it takes. It's been in you since you were born. Now, 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 stay with me. Stay with me. So Jesus, when he said it's finished, he said, I've given you everything you need. Everything. Say, I have everything I need. Say it again. Now, I mean, like, but when you say it, I don't just want you to say it because Bishop says you say it. I want you to say it because the Bible says it and because you believe it. Okay. Now you say, Bishop, but I don't believe it yet. Well, keep saying it until you do believe it. What you keep hearing, you'll eventually believe. That's why some of you believe you ain't good for nothing because people of your whole life have told you that. So what you got to do is stop that record from playing and put a new record on. Say, I have what it takes. I have everything I need. It's in you. Already. You got that? Now, now, remember there were two things that changed? Y'all ready? We're going to go into fourth gear. Y'all ready? Habitat and behavior. There was an abrupt change in habitat and behavior. Now watch this. Let's move. I want to deal with habitat first. Say, I must change my habitat. See, often we want God to do everything. And remember, we've already learned in this series, God says, I'll give you the land, but you're going to have to fight. But it's yours. So sometimes we sit back to saying, Lord, I'm just waiting on the Lord to just move. Hey, 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 Lord, just move. Listen, you can buck. You can squall. You can do all that. But you're going to have to do the work. See, I know there's going to be no shouting right there. Y'all like the process. I'm becoming new. Yes, yes. I'm about to fly. I'm about to fly. Ooh, I'm all killer. I'm all killer. I'm talking about the song. Don't start in with me. I'm talking about one song. Don't be like, a bishop does the bishop. No, listen. Do you know about you? Don't you sit up here trying to point fingers and just, I'm talking about one song. Well, I never. And you never will. That's your problem. You're judgmental without a cause. I got something for you right here in this message, too. While the children of Israel, check this out, with the children of Israel, so they could become new, God allowed a whole generation to die. Now watch this. While God is making you new, he will allow people that don't want to become new to fall away from you. There's some people that talk a new game, but they don't walk a new walk. So watch this. Hear me, y'all. It may feel lonely, but it's for your good. It may feel lonely, but you're not alone. When something new is being birthed, everybody can't be in the delivery room because they'll infect the baby. You're what's becoming new. So God says, everybody can't see you like this because you're becoming new. So I got to get some people out the delivery room so they don't mess up what I've been spending years to What's this? Watch this. Joshua 5, 6 says this. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were the men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed. In other words, God says, now remember we started this series talking about how they were saved in one night. They came out of Egypt in one night. But the process of sanctification took years. The process of change took years. So look what the scripture says in Joshua 5, 6. For the children of Israel walked 40 years in the wilderness till all the people who were the men of war who came out of Egypt were consumed. In other words, God said, I let them die. Watch this. 
Watch this. Because they did not obey the voice of the Lord, to whom the Lord swore that he would not show them the land, which the Lord had sworn to their fathers, that he would give us a land flowing with milk and honey. Look at me, y'all. You can't become new in the same old habitat. The old friends. Now, if they want to become new, okay, cool, but they're going to have to show you some evidence. Y'all didn't like that. And can I just tell you something? I learned something about God. When God, when, when God, is, when God, when, when God puts you in a place where he says, now listen, I'm going to get what I want out of you. When, when he puts you in that place, I, I figured out what he'll do is if you won't voluntarily drop him. Okay. And listen to me. It's not that they're bad. It's just they don't want to become new. So watch this. He who does not increase me by default decreases me. It's a default action. Doesn't mean you're bad. It just you know, doesn't mean nothing like that. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody throwing stones. It just means I'm becoming new. You want to be a sesame seed. I want to fly. You want to cry. The same old thinking people. But Bishop. If I do that, I'm going to be by myself. Good. You fear of being alone because you fear having to interact with yourself. But at some point, you're going to have to get to know what you're made of. You know all these other people but you. You got 400 contacts in your phone. You know more people than the President of the United States of America, yet you don't know nothing about you. And that's why, that's why when you always got to, watch this, when, when, when you can't have, a, and watch this, watch this, I, I had to deal with this in my own life. When, when, when you always got to be on the phone, and when you always got to be talking to somebody, and when you always got, and when you can't never just sit still, and you're, let me call so-and-so, see what you do, let me call so-and-so. How about you get you some business and then be about handling that? Because the reason you got time to gossip and sit up and do all this with other folk is because you ain't. Y'all don't like this. Okay, I'm going to quit. I, I don't know. Somebody doing something. Somebody didn't put something. What y'all put in my water? Something in that cup. The right habitat to become new is a life-giving church. And let me be very specific about what I'm talking about. To all my professional visitors and to second-timers and all of our VIPs, I am talking to you. Hear me. The right habitat for becoming new is a life-giving church. Let me be specific. Bishop, which one are you talking about? This one? Now, listen, listen, I need to deal with some stuff real quick. Now, for those of you that are here and you said, Bishop, I've been a harvester, I eight years strong, cool, but I just need to talk to you too for just a moment. So this is for everybody. Tell your neighbor, say he's talking to you. Hear me, listen to this. You can't be le legitimately committed to God and not be committed to what he's committed to, which is the church. He loves his church so much, he calls it his boo. <laughs> he calls the church his bride. Now, I got a question. Whose girl you think is more important? He loves the church so much, he says, it's my wife. That's my wifey. Will you be my wife? <laughs> and if you think your chick is more important than his chick, I need to tell you, you are confused. He died for this chick. He loves this chick. Bishop, is the church perfect? No, but neither are you, so you should fit right in. 
Miss, Miss Hypocrites in the church. And we got room for one more. Come on in. Now, his girl is more important than yours. So we're clear. <laughs> he died for, for his girl. He gave his life for her. I could imagine Jesus on the cross. Can I give y'all the Bishop Foreman version of what Jesus said on the cross? He was talking to the church. He was like, you know, I, 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 I love you. That's why I'm hanging here getting ready to die for you. Because I... church right there. Man, if you can't have fun at church, I don't know what you're talking about. Shall we all harvest? Yeah. That's who we are. Watch this. While the church is a hospital, <laughs> y'all know what I want to hear for the altar call. That's what I want to hear for the invitation to crisis. Doom, 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 doom. The church is a hospital, but it's more than that. Say it's a hospital, but it's more. Because here's the problem with a hospital. Once you get well, you leave. Okay, they're not permanent people that stay in the hospital. You shouldn't be in the hospital all your life. So, so check this out. Here's the deal. When you come in a hospital, though, nobody looks at the people coming to get treatment and say, what's wrong with you? They're here to get treated. That's what's wrong with them. Okay, I'll do that in a minute. But beyond that, it's a place where you train to reign. Not R-A-I-M, no, R-E-I-G-N. It's where you learn how to reign. But now watch this. Church is also a job interview. Okay, now I feel like working it. Bishop, what do you mean? Luke 16, 12. I want you to look at this scripture because I'm going to help some of y'all because some of y'all are wondering why stuff don't work for you. And I'm going to show you, you've made an illegal request a favor. Luke 16, 12. And if your neighbor doesn't shout, I want you to tell on them after church. <laughs> now just go right out of this kiosk and send their name in. Luke 16, 12. Watch this. Put it up. And if you have not been faithful in another man's, who will give you what is your own? You keep wondering why your business no work. You ain't built this one. You wonder why your family won't work. You ain't built this one. You wonder why your vision won't work. You haven't built this one. The book says you must build somebody else's to meet the criteria to have your own. Your business, your family, your vision, your dream, your goal will never work until you use your life to build his because you are making an illegal request. Implied in the parable is a principle. Implied in Jesus' parable is a principle. He, he says, and if you have not been faithful in another man's, who will give you your own? He never answers the question because the question is the answer in itself. He says, who is stupid enough to trust you with your own if you wouldn't even be faithful to somebody else's? He doesn't have to answer it because the answer is implied in the statement. Which means the way I serve his house is a job interview for what he's going to do for my house. Oh, y'all don't like this endeavor. I don't care. I'm not studying you. I, 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 
Let me tell you something. I didn't just pop up on the scene some Johnny come lately. I gave my life to serving the vision and dreams of other men. And I woke up thinking about how to serve them. And I went to sleep thinking about how to serve them. And I used all my time to serve them. So that, watch this, I didn't even want my own, but God says you've been faithful with another man, so I will give you what you didn't even ask me for. Your stuff will not work until you make his work. I know we got a lot of entrepreneurs in the church. Well, why my business won't get off the church? Because you have do this. Oh, y'all, 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 okay. They ain't going to say nothing to me. I guess I should clown. I guess I should go on and clown then. It's an illegal request of God. Lord, bless my this, bless my this, bless my family. What have you done for his lately? Doom, 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 doom. Mm, yeah. It's quiet in here. Luke 9 and the 24th verse says this. For whoever desires to save his life is going to lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. Some of you, you, you can never seem to find yourself because you won't lose yourself for him to do something with you uh, that's new. I just can't find myself. You're looking for the old you. That's why you can't find it. You say things like, that's just how I am. Could it be that's the problem? This is how I am. Take it, leave it. Don't threaten me with a good time. <laughs> Could it be that God says, I want you to lay down your life and do what I want you to do, which starts with you faithfully serving another man's first. Then I can make a request that he do something for mine. Ooh-wee. It's quieter than here than If he's in 6-8, let me give you one more scripture. Then we're going to move on to behavior and then I'm going to sit down because... Y'all's faces. <laughs> I love you. Touch your neighbor and say, the bishop loves you. Yes, he does. <laughs> Bless God. Amen. Bless God. Look at this. Ephesians 6, 8. You read it. One, two, ready, read. <laughs> Stop. Look at me. What you make happen for his house, he makes happen for your house the scripture up so you can see it. It was in your Bible before you walked in here. We didn't implant it. Knowing that whatever good anybody does, he's going to receive the same, watch this, from the Lord. What I make happen for others, God makes happen for me. What I make happen for his house, God makes happen for my house. What I make happen for the person who can't pay me back is what God makes happen for me because I can't pay him back. So there's a promise attached to it. Knowing that whatever good anyone does, he will receive the same from the Lord. So now we have a mathematical equation here. There's an equal, same implying equal to. So he says, whatever I sow equals what the Lord is going to cause me to reap. And I don't look to you to give it to me. 
He says he's going to receive the same from the Lord. So habitat. Let me challenge you. I want to challenge you. If you've not been faithful to church, I want to challenge you to be faithful. I'm not beating you up. That's not how we do it here. No, that's not how we do it here. Our values say we use our pulpit to lift up the good news rather than condemn people. So I'm not beating you up. What I'm just saying is, is that you want to fly, right? You just, I believe I can fly. You just did all that. So what I'm trying to get you to understand is how to fly. You fly when you change habitats. You got it? Okay. So, uh, so, so when I change habitats, I don't just come in church to try to be a, a renovated me. I come in church so that he can get rid of the old make me new, but then I serve faithfully because if I want him to do something for me, the criteria that I must first meet is I have to make it happen for somebody else. So then that means the way I act in God's house is a job interview for what he will do in mine. So if I gossip in his... Behavior, behavior. Let's move on. Behavior. I don't know what they put in my water. Please, somebody may check that one. Uh, behavior. So, 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 so the butterfly changes habitats, and then it changes what? Behavior. Now, now let's check this out. There's, there's, there's a few areas of behavior I want to deal with, and I'm really uh, looking forward to these because they're real practical. Say practical. First thing with behavior, watch what you eat because you are what you eat. Okay. Here's my question. What do we consume? What do we watch on TV? Now, let me be clear. I'm, I know some preachers say, oh, you can't watch anything that's not on the Christian network, brother. Okay, listen. I know a lot of people that sit up and watch Christian TV all day, and they're meeting in junkyard dogs. So watching Christian TV don't make you no more Christian than driving past a certain restaurant makes you two all-beef patties, special sauce, and whatever the rest of the song says. On a sesame seed. <laughs> what conversations do you consume? Okay. Watch this. What's this. What's this. What's this. Y'all here? Say, what do I eat? Now, you, you've heard this adage. You are what you eat. Garbage in. Okay. Check this out. Check this out. Sometimes it becomes difficult to become new because you're malnourished in the process. Remember how the caterpillar, uh, after it busted out, I kept telling you it eats and 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 eats. Because it is now making sure it consumes what's necessary for it to complete the rest of its journey to becoming the butterfly that it is destined to become. So now watch this, watch this, watch this. For some people, it gets tough to become new and it gets tough to shed the old. Watch this, because they're good starters but not finishers. Touch your neighbor and say, don't stop because it gets hard. The other day I was watching the video of a snake shedding its old skin. And it was interesting because, you know, I'm not a fan of snakes, you understand. But, you know, a couple of years ago I taught a message on fear. And so I went to go conquer some fears. I went into a place where they had all of the things that I seemed to fear. Snakes and spiders and then a whole bunch of stuff just moving on the floor. I don't like a whole bunch of stuff moving on the floor. I walked in, stuff was just popping and popping. I said, I'll do it. So I said, I'm going to conquer this fear. So I went in. It was a big old snake. I mean, that snake, you know, that was a titanoboa or something. I mean, that thing was huge. That thing, that thing was huge. And, 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 and I was watching this video of the snake shedding its old skin. And, and at one point, watch this, the skin stopped coming off of the snake. 
So you know what he did? He went and brushed up against something that was rough so that it would knock the skin off. Because the snake said, I got to let go of this old. So even if I got to brush up against something that's uncomfortable and brush up against some tight situations and brush up against some frustration, I'm not going to cry about it because it's getting rid of the old over me. What's this? So, Bishop, what are you talking about? It had the ability to brush up against what was rough because it was nourished properly. You won't have the strength to pursue becoming new if you're malnourished. Okay, Bishop, what are you trying to say? Let me make it real plain. Let me make it real plain. You won't spend $5 on yourself to get a CD. Yet you wonder why you're always dry and empty. It's because you're not full of the word you're full of. So what I'm trying to tell your neighbor... You'll spend $75 to get your hair done. And get an attitude because the line coming out the bookstore is long. So you're dry because you won't buy. You lose because you snooze. You have no favor because you won't labor. You lack because you're okay being whack. This is too rough. This is for a Wednesday. If you keep thinking positive thoughts and you keep taking the high road, God is going to do great things in your life. Amen. Shucky ducky. Quack, quack. Okay, so watch this. Some people, some people in the natural, y'all still with me? Please don't be mad. I'm your pastor, and I would be irresponsible if I didn't make sure I gave you some practicality. Because I don't just want us to shout over what God's going to do. I want us to also be excited and knowledgeable about how to do what we have to do. So watch this. Some people have lactose intolerance. Anybody have that? You lactose intolerance? It's okay. Lactose intolerance, when the body, it's when the body lacks lactase to digest the sugar found in milk because the body stops producing it when most adults are about two. So when you're about two, according to my medical research, when you're about two, the body stops producing lactase, which is necessary to be able to process the lactose that's found in milk. So what happens is since the body normally stops producing it at two, if your body didn't produce enough by the time it was two, uh, for many people, this is one of the reasons why they have an intolerance to lactose. Uh, let me say it another way. In other words, the body changes from childhood to adulthood. And it stops producing at two what the body has concluded it should need as an adult. Uh -huh. So while I don't have a lactose intolerance, I can report to you, I do have an idiocy, idiocy, excuse me, intolerance. Idiocy, foolishness, folly, garbage, Gehenna, which is a Greek word for hot trash, meaning hell. See, watch this. As you're becoming new and you change your diet to what you consume, now you got the strength to be, go through the process of becoming new. But not only do you have the strength to go through the process of becoming new, there are certain things that just don't taste good anymore. You're missing what I'm saying. It was cute to gossip when you were a little girl. But now you're a grown woman. Why don't you start building some other women up rather than tearing them down? 
Oh, God. I just can't consume that much of foolishness because when I was a child, he said, I spake as a child. But when I became a man, which means he decided to become a man, being a male is by birth, being a man is by choice. There's certain stuff that I just don't do because I'm grown. Touch your neighbor and say, are you grown? I just don't get upset about the fact that you don't like me. When I was a child, my body cared. But now that I've become a man, I just don't. Well, Bishop, my mama don't like you. If your mama, that means forgive her. That means pray for you. Y'all not saying nothing. Bishop, my family, F your family. I forgave them before they even had a problem with me. And why do you think I even care that they don't? You reporting facts I didn't ask for. Doesn't <laughs> Just forgive them. Just forgive them. Bishop, that message was a little rough. F you. I'm going to forgive you and forgive you and forgive you and forgive you because I learned a long time ago nobody is worth me losing the promise over. Touch your neighbor and say, let it go, let it go, let it go, let it go. I feel like preaching for just about 30 seconds. You got too much living to do to be bitter. You got too much living to do to be mad all the time. You just need to learn how to let some stuff go. Some of you need to forgive your father from years ago. Forgive your mother from years ago. Just let it Because when I was a child, my body cared. But nothing personal. It just doesn't care. Now, let me be clear for all of you who like to use that as a reason to treat people poorly. That doesn't mean you treat people poorly. It just means regardless of how they treat you, you love them, you respect them, you pray for them, you forgive them. But if that doesn't work, you don't stoop to their level. You keep a kingdom. High five somebody say, keep a kingdom, keep a kingdom. Keep the kingdom. Okay. So this brings me to the second thing about behavior. I got 10 minutes on the CD, so y'all going to have to help me do this real quick. I apologize. I'm making up for the time I didn't have last Sunday. So I'm making up for it. Okay. Two. Touch your neighbor say, I forgive you in advance. So if you step on my toe, I'm not going to sit there. Oh, my God. I'm not going back to church. They stepped on my toe. F them. Forgive them. They didn't know your toe was there. You shouldn't have had them all out. Open toe toes means we should see two, not all five. Should have put them jokers back in the package. Put them sausages out there. <laughs> okay, I apologize. Please take the mic. Y'all come sing something. Okay. 
I'm just saying, don't be mad if somebody steps on your foot and you got them all out. You got them all out. So don't be mad if they step on one. It was an accident. They were just shouting because they were getting free and set free. And you sitting here mad, can't even. They didn't know that you put all the sauces out on the meat stand. They didn't know. I don't know what y'all have done to me. I don't know what they've done to me. Okay, so the second thing, I gotta move. I got like seven minutes. Okay. So so the first behavior we change is what we what? Eat. Here's the second behavior. How we treat other people who are in metamorphosis. Harvest is a place where people become new. So watch this. I'm gonna make I'm gonna be just very clear. So when people come to church harvest, we're a church that loves everybody. Now watch this. Most people's spirituality is based off of them feeling superior. They feel spiritual because they feel like I'm better than this one. Okay, and a lot of people, if you grew up in church, you learn how to become real judgmental. Oh, they're out there smoking them cigarettes. But you're a liar, so don't, 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 so some people like to get, they feel real spiritual because they feel superior. I'm this and I'm this and I'm this and so I'm better. And, and that's not the approach that the Bible takes and that's not the approach that our church takes. Hear me, hear me. God's love, hear me y'all, is both compassion and truth. Which means he doesn't ignore our issues, he just loves us in spite of them. You're not pulling the wool over his eyes. You're not confusing him like he doesn't know. He just says, I know and I still love you. I know and I still died for you. Anybody glad that he still did it? He says, I know about every issue you told me and even the ones you thought you were hiding from me. And I still, I can serve a God like that. I, I can serve a Jesus like that. So let me say this. If you want to throw stones at people, hit yourself first. If you want to judge people, convict and sentence yourself first. Here's a story. Here's a poem I read. Or I don't know if it's a poem. It's a story. It says, uh, the, uh, the author's unknown. It says this. A man fell into a pit and couldn't get himself out. A subjective person came along and said, I feel for you down there. An objective person came along and said, well, it's logical that someone would fall down there. A Christian scientist came along and said, you only think that you're in that pit. A Pharisee said, only bad people fall into pits. A mathematician calculated how he fell into the pit. A news reporter wanted an exclusive story on his pit. A fundamentalist said, you deserve your pit. A Calvinist said, if you had been saved, you would have never fallen into the pit. A Wesleyan said, you were saved and still fell into that pit. A charismatic said, uh, just confess that you are not in that pit. <laughs> a realist said, now nah, that's a pit. A geologist told him, we appreciate the rock strata in the pit. An IRS man said, if he was paying taxes on time, he wouldn't have fell in the pit. The county inspector asked if he had a permit to dig the pit. An evasive person came along and avoided the subject altogether. A self-pitying person said, you haven't seen anything until you've seen my pit. An optimist said, well, things could be worse. A pessimist said, well, things will get worse. But Jesus seeing the man, he, rather than judging the man for being in the pit, he just reached down and took him by the hand and lifted him out of the pit. Somebody shout and say, he's lifting me. He's, he's not condemning you. He's not beating you down. He's lifting you. 
So if you see people that are in metamorphosis, shut up and love them and pray for them. Because while you're in the process of becoming new, it can be easy to judge others who are in a stage you believe you've surpassed. That's what the scripture says, Galatians 6, 1, brethren, if any man is taken over in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of gentleness, considering yourself, lest you also be tipped. In other words, he was saying, he was saying, if you're so spiritual, lift them out of the pit. Don't beat them down because they're in there. Because sometimes the track you dig for them. You sitting up here just because just because you've been faithful for a little bit. Now you, I came by, I came Just shut up. Did he say that? Yes. Pray for him. And just love him. Jesus does the changing, not your moral policing. Because you're going to be in a situation one day where those tables might get turned. And you don't want people doing you that way. That's why Harvest is a church for everybody. Because we're all in the process of becoming new. So it's a habitat that's life-giving. Which means whether you're whether you a sesame seed or whether you're in the dirt as a chrysalis. Or whether you're taking flight, you fit. You fit. Whether you're white, black, Latino, Hispanic, which I understand has a slight differentiation between Latino. Asian, persuasion, fusion, <laughs> sushi, whatever you are. Come on, I'm being funny. Don't start that with me. Whatever you are, you fit because you're in the process of becoming new. And what I love about Jesus is that it's okay to not be okay. Because he's not going to come down there and say, I can't believe you got in this pit. Now, he'll talk to you after he pulls you out. And he'll talk to you while he's pulling you out. Just your name and say, be careful how you treat me. Last thing, and I'm through. Okay. Uh, we're talking about changing your behavior. So the first thing was watch what you eat. Second thing of behavior was watch how you what? Watch how you treat people, other people who are in metamorphosis. The third thing is your finances. Ah, this is about to talk about money. Sure am. Because the Bible does, and I read your prayer requests. So you don't want me to talk about money? Then stop praying for it. I'd be an irresponsible pastor if I didn't teach you how to remedy what you pray for most. And I'm not going to stand in front of Jesus and he say, well, you never told him. Because you were scared some of them might have said this and that. I ain't never scared. Because I'm about it. I said, I'm about it. Okay, let me stop. Because <laughs> I want to challenge you, if you're not a giver, to start today. Start today with your tithe, with your tithe which is the first step pretend everything that comes to your hand. Bishop, why are you talking about money? You're talking about becoming new? Because I want to show you a scripture. I want to show you how your money indicates your state. Here it is. Matthew, Matthew 6, 21 says this. This is Jesus talking. He says, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. 
Now look at this. Treasure is the Greek word thesauros, where we get our word thesaurus. It means the place in which goods and precious things are collected and laid up. It means the treasury. Now, heart there is the Greek word cardia, which translates very simply into your mind or the seat of your decisions. It's your mind. Now, check this out. Listen to me. Jesus said, I'll know what's on your mind because of what you do with your money. I'll know if I'm your God because it'll show in your bank account. Not because God needs your money, but he wants your heart. But to know he has that, he checks the books first. He got quiet there again. So I know some of y'all got your mind on your money and your money on your mind. In fact, I, I read it this way uh, the other day. You got your mind on your money, your money on your mind, trying to stack paper, count every little dime down to the penny. Holler if you hear me. But the Bible teaches that if I get my mind on the Lord, the Lord will mind my money. Won't he do it? Yeah. Well, now, now watch this. Because I'm becoming new. So then that means our finances should, request, should reflect the newness that we are. Now, I, I want to say this, and I want to end with this because this is so important. I'd be irresponsible if I didn't teach you this principle. I could have stopped uh, the, the, uh, with the other point, but I, I, I'm going to make sure we capture this. Uh, many times we have a misunderstanding of what giving to God is. We look, like it's, look at it like it's loss. Well, if I do this, I'm, I'm, it's gone. See, what you don't understand about God is that while it may leave your hand, it never leaves your life. It leaves your hand, goes into your future, and prepares a harvest for you sufficient for where you are flying to. So my challenge, my challenge to us all, my challenge to us all, is if the Lord was to check our books, would our books reflect that he has our hearts? Am I beating you up? Am I judging you? Am I condemning you? Listen, you, you, listen uh, harvest is going to go forth whether or not you put two pennies in. So please don't think this is any kind of trick. This guy, I don't have to play games. God is the provider. He's been since day one. So I don't have to play games. I don't have to pump you and prime you. I ain't got some agenda. No, my agenda is to get something to you, not to get something from you. So that we can deal with all of that. Because if I say these preachers are always talking about money. No, you need to be talked to about some money so that you can have some. And the Bible talks about it more. <laughs> so I just want to be real clear there. So you can erase every agenda. Ain't none. Other than making sure as a responsible pastor that I teach us the importance of making sure that when God checks our books, that it ensures he has our hearts. Bishop, I can't afford to tithe. He just doesn't have your heart yet. Not judging, I'm just telling you what the book says. This is what the book says. So maybe the reason why you seem like you've been in the chrysalis for such a long time is because God says, I want to make sure when you come out, I get your heart. So sometimes the dirt may last a little longer because God says, I want your heart. And I check to know I've got that when I look at your books. It's quiet in here. I mean, it's so quiet in here. My goodness. Y'all come on and sing uh, Mary Had a Little Lamb. Or something. Okay. Say, I am, I am 
Becoming new. So as you're in metamorphosis, you change habitat and behavior. I want to challenge you. If, if you've not been faithful to attending church, I want to challenge you to do it. Give it 12 months. Give it 12 months and watch what he does. If you've been faithful, I want to challenge you to treat it as a privilege, not a right. Treat it as a privilege, not a right. Don't think you're doing God a favor because you're putting something in on a time clock. Watch this, because I know it's him, but Bishop Brown, it's not me. If you serve on a dream team, treat it as a privilege, not a right. I, I'm done. I just want to make sure we recap the point so we get it. Say, I'm becoming new. And then when our behavior, we, 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 we got to watch what we eat because we are what we eat. You got to leave low-level conversations alone. There are certain conversations you ought to say, you know what? I don't even want to hear that. Don't even sow it into my ears because it might take root and become a harvest. I don't even want to hear it. Don't, don't even. Uh, 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 uh. No. Shut your mouth. Shut your mouth. Eat that banana. Okay, what's it? And this is what he's talking about. You got to get the last series. You know what I'm talking about? I got to get that series. There are certain things you shouldn't even let take root in your ear. Well, did you hear? Nope, I didn't hear it. No, I didn't need to hear it evidently because I didn't hear it. <laughs> mm -mm, nope, 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 nope. But then I got to watch how I'm treating people who are also in metamorphosis. Just because somebody looks rough today doesn't mean they're going to be rough tomorrow. Because I've learned that Jesus saves to the uttermost. So just, just pray for people. Just pray for them. Just pray for them. Experiences are what people love the most about travel. That's why they love Viator. They have over 300,000 bookable experiences and something for everyone. Plus, their travel experiences have millions of real traveler reviews, so you have the information you need to book the best activities for your trip. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. One app, over 300,000 travel experiences you'll remember. Do more with Viator. We made USAA insurance to help you save. Take advantage of discounts when you cover your home and your ride. Discover how we're helping members save at USAA.com bundle. USAA. Restrictions apply.